Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. We're in our series called Redneck, and I, I want to talk to you about a topic a phrase called playing possum, playing possum. Um, you've heard it, probably has said it. Um, they're just playing possum. They're pretending to, to, to be hurt. You know, they're pretending they're not really hurt. They're not really hurt. They're playing possum. Um, when a possum's defense mechanism is to play dead so that another animal, the threat, leaves it alone, right? That's what they do. If they're not hissing at you, um, they're playing dead. Um, and some of you are like, what are you talking about? Possums are ugly, man. They are ugly, ugly creatures. Um, and one of their defense mechanisms isn't just to hiss, but to play dead. They, they fake that there's something wrong, but there's nothing really wrong. And, and you've used the term, I've used the term about playing possum. Oh, they're playing possum. Nothing's wrong. They're just playing hurt. They're not really hurt. And um, they're, they're pretending to be something they're really not. They're playing possum. And, and I saw this play out the past few weeks in a way that I haven't seen it um, in a long time in my life. And uh, uh, I shouldn't say someone, something was playing possum, trying to pretend to be something they're not. And it is simply something you heard of too called IHOP, right? IHOP, right? Come on now. Come on. IHOP. It's International House of Pancakes. Right? No, you're not fooling anybody by changing your name to IHOB. And I know I've heard it's kind of a hoax or just trying to get people to talk about. I don't care. Nobody's going to your place for hamburgers, right? I'm going to Whataburger. I'm going to Five Guys. Um, you are trying, you are trying to be something you aren't. This is like if McDonald's tried to be known for their salads and bottles of water instead of their quarter pounder fries and their Coke that will change your life once it hits your belly. I mean, it's, Awesome. It's like when Kentucky Fried Chicken tried to convince us that their grilled chicken was awesome. Ain't nobody going to Kentucky Fried Chicken for grilled chicken. I'll do that at home. I'm coming to you for some fried chicken. They're they're pretending to be something that they're not. And for so long, and for so many of us, this has kind of been a trap for us, right? Right? If you grew up like I grew up, you put on your Sunday best, you dressed up, you looked, no, you didn't dress that way ever, all week. You didn't dress that way unless it was church time. And I understand putting your Sunday best, presenting your best for the Lord, and I 
I think there's a time and place for that. I, I, I totally get what the heart behind it. But when, when people ask how you're doing, I'm doing great, doing fantastic. You know, my dog just died. I got a rash and my girlfriend just broke up with me, but I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. I, everything's, everything's great. I don't know why the rash, that's real life. Um, that's another story. Um, but um, we'll get to that way longer down the road. Um, listen to Chicago songs. But um, you, yeah, we, we put on... And, and we play possum. We pretend like we're good when everything is falling apart. We pretend we're the perfect family. We pretend we're the perfect couple. But everything's falling apart. And, and, and we're busy playing possum. We're busy faking it. And so this morning, I want to talk to us about how do we not play possum? How, how do we really live this song, kind of the theme of this song out, to where we're loving the life we lived? Well, if we're going to love the life we live... We gotta live it. And my first point is simply this you gotta live it instead of faking it. You, you've gotta live it instead of faking it. You've gotta live it out instead of playing possum throughout your life. Instead of pretending everything's right, instead of pretending you're all good, instead of pretending that you don't need any work, man, you gotta live this out. One of our core beliefs at Foundations Church is this is we believe growing equals changing. Doesn't mean that anybody's perfect in this place. It doesn't mean that, man, you have arrived, but we're all growing. Uh, no matter what stage you're in, hopefully you are growing. No matter how long you've been coming to church, no matter how long you've been following Jesus, hopefully you are continually changing to become more like him. And that's what this is about. It, it, it's not about, this is not a church for you to come in and fake it. Can I tell you, my mess is public. I'm pretty transparent. If this is your first time, what you see is what you get. This is real life right here. Um, and you should pray for my wife and my two daughters more um, because they have to deal with this 24 hours a day. It wakes up like this and it's just full go. Um, and, and, but what we believe is we don't want you to come in and fake who you really are. We want you to be you. We want you to live it. We want you to truly be changed because here's the simple reality. Nothing gets better by us faking it. We don't get better by faking it. We don't get better by ignoring it. Oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't, that's not me. That's not, that's, that's, not, that's not how I really behave. No, no, no. And here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. Paul says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. All right, let's stop there for a second. Don't just pretend to love others. You've seen this. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm good. I'm blessed of the Lord. Well, hallelujah. You know, I'm, I'm glad you're blessed of the Lord. I'll see you next Sunday, brother. I, 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 you know, but, but you're like, how you doing? My life has fallen apart. Well, praise God. Let's just keep you going on. God's in the details as well as the devil. You know, we're just like, why, why, what, what? And, and by, the Bible's saying this. Don't pretend to love people. I like what Paul said out of the message translation. I'm going to have to find the exact verse. He said, but, but don't just love people, people sloppily. Don't have sloppy love, right? Sentimental gush. But love people intelligently. Let your love be smart. And I think that's the way God has called us to be. It's to love one another, to, to be genuine in our love, Really love others. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. 
Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Paul's just saying this, just be real, right? Just, just be real. Just be genuine in who you are. If you're not perfect, that, that's, this is not a message about being perfect. This is just be the real you God has created you to be. Because when we start faking it and when we pretend to be something we're not, trouble starts to happen. And disappointment is had. It reminds me of the interpreter at Nelson Mandela's funeral. I don't know if you remember this guy, right? He's on my left. This guy has no idea what he's doing. No, like, he doesn't know sign language. He's just up there. President Obama's there. All these world leaders are there. And he's just flying. He's like he's a third baseman coach at, on, a, on a ball field. He's like, come on in right down here. Still first. Still first. You know, I mean, he's just going through the sign. And all the, like, people that need sign language are like, I, I, I can't understand. Is this sign language in Spanish? There's no Spanish sign language. There's just sign language, Right. Right? And, and this guy's up there just, I, I want to know what's going in his mind right now. Like, holy cow, I am totally screwed at this point. You know, like, what, what, what are you thinking? And here's the deal. This guy's signing and he's going through all the motions and all this is happening. And he's not, he's cheating everybody from really getting to experience that moment. And he's putting undue stress on himself. I can't imagine how stressed out he had to be. Like, I would be wetting myself. I would be like, oh, no, I should have, like, let the gig know I was up. Like, like I, I should have just come clean, but it's way too late now, right? Just got to fake it till you make it. And that's where a bunch of us are. We've been trying to fake it till we make it. But that's not the way to live your life. And that's not the way God has instructed to live your life. Can I tell you, man, parents, our kids need to see our struggles. They need to, they need the real us. Like when your kid asks you for a power wheel, right? The little power wheel that goes, like you, the little kid toy that you get in, when I was a kid, it was a chip motorcycle from chips, right? And you wanted, I wanted a power wheel motorcycle and the excuse I got, well, no, you don't need that. You need to ride a bike. Here's the real reason. It was way ridiculous expensive. It's still ridiculous expensive. Just I'm not going to spend money on that. You don't need it is what I needed to hear. But it was just like, well, you've got a bike and you don't need that. I'm like, no, 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 just tell me the real reason, even though I'm two, was you don't need a power wheel, son, because your legs are already dragging the ground behind it. You know, I get it, I get it. It's part of it. Here's the deal, is that, man, your family gets cheated when they don't get the real you. Your spouse gets cheated when they don't get the real you. When you're hiding who you are. And let me, let me say this, we'll just get into your Kool-Aid this morning. If you're not giving your spouse your passcode to your phone, you're hiding who you are. Teenagers, if you've got apps that your parents don't know about, and you've got, you know, fake Instagram and all these other things, I'm like, I, I just, there's so many things that we can play possum with, and we fake it who we really are. Can I tell you, it's not just cheating your parents, spouses, it's not just treat, cheating your spouse, parents, it's not just treat, cheating your kids. People, it's not just cheating your friends, you're cheating yourself. Because people want to love 
you. And the reason you feel lonely is because people don't know the real, genuine you. And if you're going to have that change, you've got to decide that you're going to put more energy into living your life out instead of faking it. Because some of us, we are so preoccupied trying to keep up appearances that we never have time to really work on our life and living it out. Because we're so busy trying to keep up appearances and people's opinions and perception of us. People want to love you warts and all. Maybe not warts, but they want to love you with everything that you are. And I love, I love, I love the story in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, talking about Peter and John after Pentecost. And it says this, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. And as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was carried in, was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money, but Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up, and, he did, and as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Can I tell you, I, I love this because of the simple phrase, man, I, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but what I'll give you, uh, but I'll give you what I have. Can I tell you in a redneck term, you can't give what you ain't got, right? You can't, you can't give what you ain't got. Last week, we talked about this during the baby dedication. Deuteronomy 6 talks about parents. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and impress these uh, commandments on your children. Impress these principles on your children, but you can't impress what you don't possess. And some of us, we are trying to have healthy relationships. We're trying to have a healthy marriage. We're trying to have a healthy relationship with our kids, with our spouses, with our employees, with our employer, with our friends, with our girlfriend, with our boyfriend. But hear me this morning, your relationships can't be healthy if you don't have a healthy relationship here. Relationships are always going to be sick and dysfunctional because this relationship is not healthy and functional like it should be. Man, you got to get this right before this will ever be right. You can't give what you ain't got. I don't go into doctor's offices and, and look at some of our physicians and say, hey, Steve Nussbaum, give me your stethoscope and your, 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 you know, your prescription pad. I got this. You, know, you don't want to see me come into the doctor's office as your doctor. If I do, unless it's Dr. Love, because, man, sometimes the relationship Dr. Love, man, can come out and write some good prescriptions. But here's the deal. You don't want me to come and be like, okay, take five breaths, take five breaths, yeah, 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 okay, we need to remove your left leg, right? now. That's, that's not why, no. Why? Because I can't impart knowledge that I don't have. I can't give you what I don't possess. And you can't give, you can't have healthy relationships if you're not healthy yourself. You can't. 
Your relationships will never function like they're meant to function if your relationship with your heavenly Father doesn't function the way it should function. If you need a miracle in your relationships, in your life, you better have a direct healthy connection with the miracle Savior named Jesus Christ. You've got to stop faking it, and you got to start living it. So how do we start living it? Well, the second thing I would tell you is this, is that your emotions should be a gauge and not your guide. Your emotions should be your gauge and not your guide. This means your emotions should report to you, right? Your emotions are not here to boss you around. They're not here to dictate to you. You don't follow your emotions. You don't get to be bossed around by, that's not emotions. That's not their job. This is not that, that dumb Disney movie where all the emotions are, are like putting little brain things in the little kids. Whatever the dumb movie was, it stunk anyways when I saw it, and I can't remember the name anyways, but, but the, your emotions can't be in charge of you. You've got to be in charge of your emotions. You've got to boss your emotions around. You've got to dictate your emotions and the control they have. Because hear me, if you don't control your emotions, your emotions will control you. This is, this is an either or deal. This is not, a, a, oh, I'm going to have the best of both worlds. No, 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 no. Either you're in control of your emotions or your emotions are in control of you. Here's what it says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says, guard your heart above all else. Guard your heart above, above, above everything else. Guard your feelings. Guard your emotions. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Proverbs is saying this. Watch your feelings. Man, man, guard your feelings. Most of the choices that we make are made out of feelings, made out of emotions. We make emotional purchases, right? And we have buyer's remorse, right? That, that's what we, it's a real deal. It's a real thing because we got emotional in the moment. We're like, yes, I can spend $80,000 on a new vehicle. Even though I only make $20,000, we can make this work. We'll live in it. It's great. It's not even an RV, Clark, but we're going to make this work anyways. And you, you make an emotional choice that leads to a bad consequence. For some of us, We've allowed emotions to rule us. And the Bible's saying this, no, 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 you're, you're missing it. Guard your emotions. Guard your heart above everything else. Because it, your emotions, if you're not careful, if you don't guard it, it will determine the course of your life. It will determine the choices that you make because your life and my life are the sum of the choices that we make. You want to know how your life got where it was? Go back and look at the choices you have made. Your life is the sum of the choices you have made and you and I don't have the liberty. We can't afford to allow emotions to dictate the choices we make. We have to be wise, we have to be intentional, and we've got to be in charge of our emotions so that our emotions don't come and, and make a mess out of our life. It says this in Proverbs chapter 14, Verse 29 says, people with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great 
foolishness. Proverbs 13 verse 3 says, those who control their tongue will have a long life, but opening your mouth can ruin everything. That is so true. Some of you, you need to write that verse down. Put it on your mirror every morning you wake up. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Can I tell you, don't be an emotional communicator. Man, man, don't be an emotional talker. Emotions are good companions, but they are horrible leaders, right? And when you talk emotionally, I'm telling you, you're going to open your mouth up and you're going to say something you never can get back. And whether that is in anger, whether that is in passion, whether that's out of frustration, you've got to make sure you're not an emotional communicator, but you're a wise communicator. And the way you become a wise communicator, the way that you become a wise talker is that you do not let emotions guide you. You let them be a gauge. You let them be part of the decision factor, but not the main part. Are you a wise <laughs> communicator? Or does it seem like you stick your foot in your mouth every time you talk? Because if so, I gotta tell you, you're letting emotions lead your life. Now there's four emotions I think we've really gotta be careful about. I don't have time to dive into them. I made a little anacronym out of them called LEAF, the emotions, the LEAF emotions. And the four I would tell you is this, is number one is lust. I tell you, if you get caught in the emotion of lust, all it needs is five minutes to ruin everything in your life. That's it. Five minutes, and it will ruin everything in your life. The second one is excitement. You know it. Hey, Proverbs says this. Haste makes mistakes, right? That's what the Proverbs says. Haste makes mistakes. When you get excited, I am one of the ex most excitable people in the world. Like, you don't believe me, hang out with me. I'll be like, yes, let's do it. Let's go. You know, let's climb Mount Everest. I just saw a movie about like five people dying. I'm ready. I'm in. Do it. You know, no, calm down. Justin, calm down. You've got lust. You've got excitement. You've got anger. Right? You got fear. Those four emotions, if you're not careful, they will dictate your life. They will determine your path. They will get you off course of where you want life to be. And it will take you in a direction you don't want to be. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 offers the antidote to this problem though. It's out of the amplified version. We're not going to be emotionally led, but we're going to be spirit led. It says this, but I say... Walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him, and this is so important, and be responsive to his guidance. Not to your emotions or feelings, but to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Are you responding impulsively, or are you being responsive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit? Because here's what I would tell you, if we're going to get better, if we're going to live this verse out, this is what it means, is that we've got to live our life out of convictions rather than emotions. That means convictions bring consistent guidance, emotions bring inconsistent messes. Man, conviction, that's how the Holy Spirit moves in us and works in us, is that the Holy Spirit brings conviction through his 
through speaking to our lives, bringing conviction. Like, you know right from wrong. You know when you're about to do something wrong, right? You know it. You know it. You know you don't need that next cookie. You know it. You know you cross gluttony way back here. Like, put the cookie down, right? Conviction, not condemnation. Conviction versus emotions. That's how the Holy Spirit works. And he convicts us through the still small voice of the Holy Spirit and his word. And and hear me, this is huge. This is important. Because if you and I are going to live life out well, it doesn't mean that we live our life based on what society says is approved or acceptable, right? No, 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 no. Because society is always changing and always moving the line of what is true and what is good and what is right. And they want to, so, so if you're going to live your life wisely, if you're going to really live this thing, is that man, my life, my convictions come from the word of God because the word of God is greater than my feelings. It's greater than what society is telling me is right or wrong or acceptable. It means my lifestyle, my belief, the way I live this out fits in the context of what the scripture is saying and what the Holy Spirit is saying. And that is always the same thing. I don't need you to interpret what God is telling me is right and wrong. It's right here in the pages of his word. If we will just be students of it, because you can't be guided by something you don't possess, man, you can't give what you don't possess. You can't impress what you don't possess. And some of us, our life feels like we're on a roller coaster, right? Because we're being led by emotions rather than by the Holy Spirit. Me and my girls, we got to ride a, a, a roller coaster in Animal Kingdom when we went to Disney World called Everest. And it's one of the biggest roller coasters there in Disney World. And nobody was on it. We got there first thing in the morning. Nobody was on it. It's like, let's go again, Dad. I'm like, okay, let's go again. So we went two times. Still no line. They're like, let's go again, Dad. I'm like, okay, Casey's out at this point. I'm like, let's do it again. You know, we go three times and it goes forwards and it goes backwards. I'm like, woo. They go, let's go another time, Dad. Four times. There's still no line. I'm like, let's go again. And we go, we come back. I'm like, let's go again. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. It sounds fun to like live your life on a roller coaster, but it isn't. (laughs) It will make you sick. It will make everyone else sick around you. Because you have no consistency to your life, and life is a roller coaster. And let me tell you, if your life seems to be a roller coaster, if the people around you don't know if you're going to be happy or sad, if you're going to be peaceful or angry, what they're going to get, what dad they're going to get, what, what mom they're going to get, what teenager they're going to get, don't say it's just a phase. Stop excusing. Stop making it everybody else's fault. That's what little kids do, and accept responsibility for the choices you are making with your life, and realize God has something better and you've got to stop running after everything that looks good like a kid in a candy shop and become a man and woman of God that he's calling you to be. That's who he's called you to be. If you're consistently making messes, you're not being led by conviction. You're being led by emotions because emotions always bring inconsistent messes. So how do we, how do we keep living this out. How, how does this become a reality every day? Simply this. You stay checked in instead of zoning out. You stay checked in instead of zoning out. The Bible says this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, stay alert. 
Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Stay alert. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayer. Prayers for all believers everywhere. I got to tell you, there's a, a growing trend of several things that are happening, is that as parents, we want to say, well, I had no idea. I had, I had no clue. And probably the reality is the reason we had no idea and we had no clue that our marriage was in the shape it's in, that our kids were in the shape that they're in, that we're in the shape that we're in is because we zoned out. And God has called us, man, I'm going to pick on us because it's Father's Day. That's what we do, right? God has called you to be checked in and not to check out when you get home and get in your lazy boy and just zone out to the TV, because you've worked hard for the day. So is your wife, so have your kids, and they need you to be checked in and not zoned out. And can I tell you, for a lot of us, there's this whole phrase, well, I, I, I'm tired of adulting, right? We say that, I'm tired of adulting, I don't want to adult anymore. And I, get, I get it, I know, most of the time we're teasing. But can I tell you, I've spent my whole life wanting to be an adult, right? Like, I spent my whole life wanting to be in charge of me. Like, I get to pick where we eat, Casey picks where we eat. Um, I like to pick what I wear. Casey sometimes picks what I wear. Uh, but men, you know what I'm talking about. For every once in a while, I get to be in charge of me. You know what I'm talking about. And your family, and let's even get away from the family. You can't afford for you to zone out. You can't afford for you to not be alert. It goes back to my daughter, Chloe, my youngest one. I talked about me and Charlie catching snakes last week, so we'll talk about me and Chloe. Um, keep it fair, keep it fair. Um, so Chloe, and I've talked about this before, she's goalie, and she played on a great, great team, the Ponytail Express, which is extreme and should strike fear into the heart of every competitor. Um, but they were awesome. I mean, they were incredible. They lost like hardly any games, won most of their games. Um, anyways, her team was so good that she was never hardly blocking any shots. I mean, the ball was always on the other field. And so my job was literally anytime the ball crossed mid midfield and you could ask any of the parents that were there, the coaches, I would move my chair from one goalie, one goal to the other goal. And all I would do is stand there and watch because Chloe's doing the stanky leg and she's doing the nay-nay and she's doing the robot and the goal because she's so bored and she's hopping around. She doesn't have any idea what's going on. If she was zoned out, I would check her in. Many times the ball went across midfield, I would yell, ready, ready. And Chloe would go from the stanky leg or doing the butt or something and she would, boom get ready ready because she knew she couldn't allow something to get by I knew she couldn't allow something to get by because she was checked out because if so it may cost them the game can I tell you you can't afford to be distracted because if God if man if Satan can't defeat you he'll distract you you can't afford to be distracted you can't afford to be checked out of what God is doing in your life because all, I'm telling you, all Satan needs is for you to make one wrong choice. And the writer says this, stay alert. Be strong and courageous in your faith. Stay alert. Don't let something get in that should not be in your soul. Don't let something come into your relationships that should not be in your relationships. Stay 
alert. Don't let something sneak by because you were zoned out, because you got tired of adulting, because you got, there is no day off from being a man and woman of God. You've got to consistently pursue it and go after it. There is no vacation. There is no time off. There is no personal day. Man, you got to be in the word and you got to be in his presence and you've got to be led by convictions rather than emotions. When you're tired, you got to press, baby. You got to press and you got to take refuge in Jesus Christ who will hide you in the shadow of his wing like it says in his word. But man, hide, grind, stress, do whatever you got to do, but you grind it out, you work it out, you make it happen and stay alert. Don't zone out because there's way more people counting on you than you think. God's got great things for you. Can I tell you, if we don't live this thing out, we're going to be busy faking it. And nothing, nothing, nothing ever changed because we faked our way through. Nothing got better because we ignored our way through. But God has something amazing for every single person in this place. If you'll simply live it. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And God, I thank you for today. I thank you for speaking to our hearts and that, Lord, you're not done with us, but you want to continually grow us. God, the reality is you see just who and what and how we are. You see the us that nobody else sees. And so, God, I pray in this place that we would not try to personify something that we're not, that we wouldn't try to, man, have this great image, but our character be crippled and crumbling. But Lord, we'd let you do the work. We'd let you move and work in our lives like you've been wanting to move and work in our life. God, that we just simply stop playing possum. We'd stop trying to be something that we're not. Because Lord, there's some of us, we're exhausted. We're tired. It's because we've been trying to personify. We've been trying to display something that we aren't, and it's no fun. It's exhausting. But God, there's, there's energy. There's power. There's literal, it's so much more fun just being who you created us to be with our warts and all, our imperfections and all. And so, God, I pray that we would have the courage to be us, to keep growing, to keep changing, and to keep getting better, to live this thing out. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here and I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, we want to give you that chance. You may be here this morning and maybe you've never, man, you've never asked him, but maybe you have and you just drifted. You've just drifted away and your relationship with him isn't what it should be. And you say, you know what, Justin, I just need to recommit my life to him. If that's you, when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and put it right back down and we'll lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here this morning you say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, there's one hand, there's two hands. Is there anyone else you say, Justin, that's me. I want to join these hands that are lifted. And you join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further. Is there anyone else you say, Justin, that's me today. Man, that's me. Before we go any further, 
Yeah, there's one more hand. Is there anyone else? You join these three hands that are lifted. You say, Justin, that's me. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I, I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. And so, Jesus, I ask that your grace and your love would enter my life. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give these three individuals that raised their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. Hey, if you raise your hand, do this for us. Stop by our Connect Center. We've got some amazing... Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a Connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.